This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us today. Final hour of the program this morning. And as you know, we have been going through the list of nominees, the finalists in the BC Book Prizes. This is the 34th annual BC Book Prizes put on by the West Coast Book Prize Society. And we have been featuring nominees in the Ethel Wilson Fiction Prize category. Last week, we were talking with Andrea McPherson. She wrote What We Once Believed. A very different book this morning from that. We are go- joined by Daniel Zamparelli, and he is the author of Everything is Awful and You're a Terrible Person. Daniel, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I have to start with the title. How did you come up with it? <laughs> um, it started as a joke. Um, I tweeted out uh, that title as a joke, um, and as I was piecing together the book, um, it kind of, the joke made sense, that it was kind of about things being uh, awful and, and kind of being a terrible person. <laughs> was it, when you tweeted it out, was it was it directed at a specific person? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I just always uh, do it. I always do these tweets where I make fake titles for books and just end it with, and other poems or <laughs> and short stories. <laughs> and this one stuck. This one stuck, yeah. Um, and you are a poet by, w- w- what would you say you write more of, poetry or fiction? Um, I would say poetry. Poetry, yes, definitely poetry. All right. And, <laughs> all right, so poetry. Uh, describe this book for, for us. Uh, is it, on the back, it's called The Unconventional Interconnected Stories. So kind of describe that and how that came about. Um, I was uh, trying out uh, short stories in general, just seeing what sticks, because um, I've always liked writing short stories. Um, and I kind of felt like when I was writing them, um, the characters, I felt like, could come back. And I was like, I don't think this character is done yet. And so I had written a second story, and then I was like, what if this character came into this character's life? And so then write another story. And so they kind of just built on each other, and it was like um, my lazy way of writing a, a novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just say, it's almost like a de facto novel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I wanted to be really sneaky about it and not um, not let anyone really know what characters are repeating or not. Oh, so you There's might... Lots of characters to repeat that you would not know that it, that's actually one of the characters you've read before. Right. So if you become attached to a character, if, you, if, you, if you're reading this and you like a particular character, perhaps more than others, you don't know if uh, that person makes a comeback. Yeah. And they like will show up in like little, little blips like uh, on a date or something. Interesting. Uh, the, the subject of it, talk a little bit about that and, and why you chose, chose, the, chose the characters and, and the relationships in the book. Um, the characters all kind of revolve around uh, gay men who are dealing with mental health issues um, of varying degrees. Some are just um, anxiety, um, some are depression, some are grief. And it was kind of about when these things happen how it's it's impossible to be a good person at that point because you're you have to deal with so much of taking care of yourself that you don't you're not your best self you end up being this terrible person and you don't know how to stop it and it was kind of i wanted to see how many different ways i could get at that and and which is is such a, a heavy topic but then also dealing with it with comedy yeah and i because I think that's 
I mean, for me personally, that's always like, it's so there's always comedy, even when it's dark. So it's like and to remove those moments in, um, stories like that felt disingenuous to me. So I wanted to make sure that the comedy stayed. And there are parts in the book, there, there are certain pages that read like poetry. Was that, was that intentional in that it is stories, but then there are, there are verses that, that come across as, as very poetic. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, I'm just not ever good at letting go of poetry. And I, I, I'm also not good at just like reading a straightforward story or writing one. Um, so I wanted to mix up how we, how how a book is read. Like I'm not reinventing anything or anything, but I wanted, um, I wanted poetic narratives to kind of uplift some of the stories. And so there's, uh, splashes of poems within. And you, um, you're also editor in chief, is it of, of Poetry is Dead magazine? I'm now actually the publisher. I have two new editor and chiefs for poetry said. Oh, very nice. Were you able and and do the two writing books does it do the two go hand in hand? Do you do you have to take away from one to take the time to write the book? How does that work? Um, you definitely have to take away the time because um, it's it ends up being um, like a job where uh, you have to focus your attention on it. Um, but I love reading what people are writing now and I I feel like it helps me stay focused on what I want to write um, to see all the different other styles and different other techniques uh, and different other subject matter and see like oh this person is doing a way better job than me at this point so I'm going to focus on this thing or uh, for me it, it's, it helps me be a better writer Mm-hmm. There's one, uh, one going going through this. There's one uh, story uh, called "Handsome Men," and it's an exchange: uh, "Mother, me, mother, me." When reading that, I automatically go, or I, I assume it's it's true. It's a true story from the author, which isn't necessarily the case because it could very well be a work of fiction. But but did you bring truth from your personal relationships into it? Yeah, um, I never told anyone, but yes, that is uh, direct. Um, conversation pulled from my life and um, it's it was um, I wanted to play with uh, like what is fact or fiction and so I wanted my real life scenarios to be in there also to like pay tribute to my mother and and that grief and but I also wanted to um, put in fiction pieces where like in one story I'm literally my character is literally dating a guy in his dreams um, and which is like impossible. So I wanted to also show that like none of this is real at the same time. And, and do you want, is it important to you that the reader know which, which is fact and which is fiction? No, that's uh, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to all, I want it to all read as, as fiction. I don't, um, cause I also want, uh, everyone's an unreliable narrator, narrator. And so I wanted to kind of point at that. When you write a book like this, because it is different than than a novel with a beginning, a middle, and an end, is the writing process different? Yes, because I wrote them all in different ways where um, it it didn't matter where the story ended up, or like it did, but when I was writing it, it didn't matter at what point when I was writing it. Like I didn't have to carry anything to an end. So I could just write these stories and I would jig them around and then write another story and jig them around and I would just change it as much as possible to um, whatever I thought um, 
created more humor or created more of a story, and it was really fun. I, it definitely felt like taking a puzzle and cutting it up. No, it, it, that's what it sounds like, definitely. How long did it take you to, to write the entire book? Um, it was about, I'd say, five to six years. And, and did you expect that when you, when you started on the project? Was that, was that what you expected? Um, kind of, yes. I'm a very, very slow writer. <laughs> um, it takes me a, yeah, it just, I, I think I made fun of all the time for how, like I will write a poem per month maybe, um, or just not write for like a year and a half because I just can't. Uh, so it just, it's a very, very slow process for me. That's interesting. Uh, the re- the response has been people people obviously like it. Uh, you had some other authors who have written uh, written uh, on this and their quotes on the back back cover. What has or has the response been what you expected? Um, yes, it's been <laughs> it's been mostly positive, but it's definitely been mixed because I know that writing in experimental ways and writing about uh, not nice characters um, definitely gets you bad reviews, so I had a couple uh, harsh reviews, <laughs> but for the most part, um, uh, it's been really positive, and I was, I was actually uh, more surprised by how who the people who loved it loved it, that I was like, well, okay, cool, I didn't, uh, I'm just, I have pretty low self-esteem, so I'm just like excited that anyone read it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that must have helped too, or it must have been a, a boost to be nominated for the prize. Yeah, I very much am still confused by it, but uh, <laughs> it especially when I saw the other list of uh, authors, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Those are all um, amazing books who are, and are, who are already like winning awards. It's just, it feels very cool. Well, congratulations. the fanciest blazer for it. <laughs> very nice. Well, on that note, Daniel, congratulations on being nominated. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us this morning, and, and good luck. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.